Are you going to move? I'm going to move if I don't want to. Alright. Well, I guess we're just going to have to fine. run it like this or... Fine, fine, fine. Alright. I'm not. Not well, I'm glad we got the loud click of the DVD case closing on the microphone. Well, because oh, it's here. part of the at least dad is, at least dad thing. isn't hitting the microphone with Legos this time. I only did that once. You only did that with yeah. You only have to do it once. <laughs> How come the lamps? I don't know. All right. Hi, don't go. Eat, don't start. Hi. hi. I wanted to get the high in first before hi. you did. You're gonna make noise. Yeah, it's all right. Welcome to the sound of production, everyone. This yes. is this is what it really sounds this is like behind the scenes. Pre-production noises. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> a minute. Okay, start the podcast. Go. I, our, we've been going for a minute already. Okay, we'll just talk then. Okay, cool. I'm Dan. I'm Patrick. I'm Gary. Grandpa. <laughs> and welcome to the 2007. Are we on? The, are we on date? No, this is 2008, and this I was off by year. 2008 yeah. Academy Awards. We're still here. We're still talking about movies. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to the present, which means, you know... Christmas! Eventually we're going to run out of movies to talk about. Mm. Now we'll start a, a new podcast. Yeah, 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 we'll figure something out. Uh, as always, this is If I Ran the Oscars, a podcast which I keep explaining every week, and I feel like... You're we, supposed to. I'm supposed to? All right. I don't know. All right. Uh, we pick one movie at random from each year the Oscars were on TV. We look at what it won for, and then we look at three other random categories to see if that movie... Would have won there as well. Full view of the movie watching experience. Uh, in 2008 was another really, is a pretty broad year for film. Uh, the most awards by any one film was four. What film was that? No Country for Old Men with oh. Javier Bardem. Okay. And uh, it was a movie about um, killing in some sort of Wild West setting. Oh dear. Also appearing this year with two awards was There Will Be Blood. A movie that took place in some sort of uh, Wild West setting and there was murder involved. Yuck. I There Will Be Blood has Daniel Day-Lewis in it doing an amazing job. Well, I think he got... Did he get Best Actor this year for that? Let me just do a quick double check. Uh, you're darn he right did. he did. Because that's what he does. Uh, yeah, now Daniel Day-Lewis wins Best Actors and then disappears into the night. That's his job. And then he comes back and does it. And he comes back. He has three He has three best actors. He's pretty good. In any case, uh, we somehow rolled the Bourne Ultimatum, which is the third Bourne movie for people who are paying attention. We dodged a few real spicy movies this year. Uh, Juno got an award. The Golden Compass, for anyone paying attention to young adult fiction. Uh, and Ratatouille uh, were all here. Uh, oh, also Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. That might have been fun. What, Tim Burton and Johnny Depp? Yeah, that would have been yeah. interesting. Well, Stephen Sondheim, mm-hmm. who just passed. Sadness. This morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, what on earth? The Coen brothers, oh, the Coen brothers did a thing. The Coen brothers did No Country for Old Men. Yes. They became the second pair of directors to win the award for the same film. Because huh. they had yeah. two directors, I guess. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, the first pair of directors was Jerome Robbins and Robert Wise for West Side Story. Huh. So that's interesting. Mm. Uh, this is the second time, the first time was 1964, where none of the four acting winners were American. Huh. So that's a bit of an interesting thing. Uh, let's see here. Kate uh, Blanchett got two nominations in the same year. I... Uh, she is the first actress and fifth overall to be nominated for portraying the same character 
in two different films. Because she has been Elizabeth I twice. Yeah. In two different movies named Elizabeth. Okay. One of them had a subtitle. All right. Uh, Yeah. Not a lot of Academy Award facts this year necessarily. So we can move on to Bourne facts. Uh, The Bourne movies are based off of a novel series by Robert Ludlum. And I can't say I've read much of him. He's def- he doesn't have quite the mainstream name recognition of Michael Crichton or Tom Clancy. That as far as uh, as far as things about secret American government can. I mean, in writing novels. In writing novels, like his his most well known work is the Bourne trilogy, unsurprisingly. Okay. Uh, but he has written plenty of other things. It's just this is the one that people know him for. The first Bourne movie was in two thousand and two, The Bourne Identity. 2004, The Born Supremacy. Then there was a movie in the future, as far as this is concerned, from 2012, The Born Legacy, which did not have Matt Damon in it. That's weird. Then in 2016, they made a direct sequel to this movie, skipping the one that they made in 2012. And that one's called Jason Bourne and Matt Damon's. Okay, that's just. I mean, it's, it's complicated stuff. It's it's CIA shenanigans. Of it's course, it's not. Complicated it's just stuff. movies made for teenage boys in the summer. Yes. Uh, the reception section on Wikipedia does say that at the time it held the record for highest-grossing August movie opening <laughs> for seven years. Wow. Hmm. Until it was overtaken by Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I think I actually went to that one in a theater. Yeah. With you. Yeah, probably. So, it's time to talk about the people in this movie. And we are going to have some repeat characters, which I will mention only because I want to make sure we get it very clear that three people in this movie have been in Marvel. I know, but we got to talk about Julia Stiles. We will. I have to briefly mention that, uh, once again, Matt Damon was in a Marvel movie. Okay, fine. Because he played Loki in the play that Loki was putting on... Yes. About Loki's life story. You're right, he did. In, Which um, I think is Ragnarok. loose. But uh, yes, and then and Thor was being played by Chris Hemsworth's brother. Mm-hmm. And it was very silly. So we can talk about Julia Stiles now, because we don't have to talk about Mad Damon. Mom, what was she in? Uh, 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 uh. Ten Things I Hate About You. Good job. Um, she got an MTV Movie Award for Best Breakthrough Performance. I really liked her in that. <laughs> Uh, she was also in uh, Down to You, Save the Last Dance. She was in, these are like the teen movies. Sure. Uh, Mona Lisa Smile. Yes, she was uh, really good in that. And The Omen, which none of us have seen. No, no, no. Not surprisingly. Nope, no. Uh, more recently, she was in Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, yeah, she was good in that. And uh, a couple of TV series is, is, is around here. Uh, but I'm biased because I think she's a good actress. She's pretty good. She's not bad. Uh, no, next... I think she's better than not bad. Yeah. Uh, next person in this movie is David Strathairn. Mm-hmm. Would be how it's properly pronounced. Uh, he is an actor who's been nominated for a lot of things, never really gotten the big award wins. Uh, he's been in a few things. He was nominated for Best Actor in Good Night and Good Luck in 2005 and would reprise the role he had in this movie in The Bourne Legacy. Uh, I think... One of the bigger roles that other people might have seen him in is Secretary of State William Seward in Steven Spielberg's Lincoln in 2012. Boy, I didn't remember him in that. I don't think I've seen that movie. That's another um, 
Daniel Day-Lewis film. It, it is, and I believe he won Best Actor for that, <laughs> and then disappeared into the void again. Yes. <laughs> uh, Theodore Scott Glenn, who we have talked about uh, from The Right Stuff when he was Alan Shepard, uh, I'm mentioning him only because he played the character Stick in uh, Marvel's Daredevil and Defenders. You're so he right. is another Marvel movies character that we have to check off of our list. You have uh, to check off of your list. Uh, yep, sweet. Move on to the next person. Hattie Considine. No, no, this is the reporter. This is the reporter from the beginning of the movie who oh. is very nervous and then has an accident. Uh, he hasn't necessarily been in too many things that people here would know, except for Hot Fuzz and The World's End, the movie mm-hmm. after it, from that same trilogy. Uh, he's one of the like asshole cops in the small town. Apparently I don't remember that. I I did see him and immediately recognize him, so you know, good job for me. But that's about it. He's done a lot of uh, TV or like small stuff, and a little of directing, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, Mom does want us to talk about Joan Allen, though, so we're gonna yeah, do that. True. Pamela Landy. That's her character name. That's her character name. Uh, she's done a few things too. She has not three Academy Award nominations. None for this movie, unsurprising. She got supporting actress noms for Nixon and The Crucible, and then Best Actress for The Contender in 2000. No wins, uh, but she done a few things. She was in Face Off. She was in Face Off. I don't. We have to rewatch Face Off. Searching for Bobby Fischer. Death Race. She was in Death Race. Wow. We don't know what that, that is. movie is. A you know trash compactor garbage hole. <laughs> it's the not na- something you like. The plot. The plot of the movie is in the name. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a deep movie. I uh, a guy who I'm certain we wouldn't have talked about until now is going to be uh, Albert Finney. Oh, he's the he's the old guy. He's the old guy at the end of the movie who's like the leader of the secret program. Yeah. Spoilers. Uh he attended the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art and he debuted. In The Entertainer in 1960. Mm. Uh, he was in Scrooge in 1970. Annie, Miller's Crossing, Aaron Brockovich, Big Fish, and Skyfall. Yes, he was, He, you know who he was in Skyfall. He was the guy that was at the house. He's the guy at the house. Yeah. The guy at the, like the, mm, the, guy at the caretaker house. caretaker of the house. We don't want to give it away in case yeah. people still want to watch Skull. Yeah. Uh... If we're gonna, if we want to do uh, Marvel movies three, and we're gonna go for person who actually had a part in a Marvel movie, because the previous two appeared in a movie once and were in TV shows. That would be Daniel Bruhl, whose name is Daniel Cesar Martin Bruhl Gonzalez. Okay, he is Spanish German. You see, well, he played Helmut Zemo. Whoever that is. In the Captain America movies. He's one of them uh, bad guy uh, Nazis, if I remember correctly. Wow. Yeah. And he had a small part in this film. He, well, so. he, he was more prominent in the other ones. He's the brother of the girlfriend who died in the previous yeah. movie. Not the, He was also in Inglorious Bastards, which you know. Yeah. That one was also a pile of good actors doing a good thing. And I think that ends it for actors in the movie. Because this movie is not here for the actors, if we're being honest with ourselves. It's also not here for the film, for the actual camera work, which made me upset and slightly nauseous. <laughs> the shaky hand cam is something that should be used sparingly, not literally every time you're filming a shot. 
and well, it was a stylistic choice, but we it, didn't appreciate it. No, yeah, and it was not appreciated too much at the time when the movie came out as well. Yeah, oh, well, you know, but, that was somebody's choice. Yeah. Why in the chat scenes the camera is afflicted with Parkinson's? <laughs> the film frame trembles, obscures the speaker with a listener's shoulder, annoys viewers, and distracts them from the content of the scene. That was in the Time Magazine review. An otherwise positive review took its time out to say, the camera works bad. Oh well. I. But in, you know what? If it's yeah. teenage boys going to a film in August, yeah. it doesn't matter. In a fun note, I, the reporter in this movie was writing for The Guardian, which is a real newspaper. Yep. The Guardian did a review of the movie and noted, dodging bullets from a CIA sniper is the sort of thing which happens to us Guardian journalists all the time. <laughs> oh, they were being funny. Of course they were. And in something I don't think we're going to talk ever have a chance to talk about again, the film was well received in the hacker subculture. The most nerdy thing we could talk about. The hacker subculture? Yes. Of which I know nothing. Of which none of us know anything. Because it showed actual real-world applications of actual, like, computer hacking. Because unlike films like Hackers, where they do typey, typey, type, I'm in. And, you know, computers are magic wands. They used actual, normal ways to get into computers. Such as the Born Again Shell, spelled like the guy in the movie, but not named after him. <laughs> the Born Again Shell is called is known as Bash and is a recoding, kind of like a second iteration of the Born Shell, which is the common Unix shell used in like very early open source uh, operating systems. I have no idea what you're talking uh, about. Because <laughs> he's nerdy. The Born Shell was developed by a guy whose last name is Born at Bell Labs way back in the day. This it, is just way was, above my head. It was developed in 1979 wow. for computers that were running in 1979. Bash was in 1989 and is kind of the normal version of the... Of like command prompt scripts for Linux. You're opening up a lot of sores. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> Real old stuff. We're sorry. Not necessarily old stuff. Lousy stuff. All right. Expensive stuff. Let's just say and that. I have a few more things I could in the expletive vein, but I won't. <laughs> All right. Well, we should then talk about what is movie actually won for then. We can skip to that. So the thing we're talking. that's what we're supposed to talk that about. That is what we're supposed to talk about. So the, the first thing on our list is film editing. And... My hypothesis is that the camera work was so shaky that it won the award on the basis of spinning gold out of the straw they were given. I think that's a good philosophy. I think that that makes sense. That's yeah. And I will note that it thankfully listed the the technical guys that were the leads in the categories that it won for. And so I can say that the lead film editor is a guy by the name of Christopher Rouse, uh, who got the BAFTA for this as well. And his filmography includes more Bourne movies, Paycheck with Ben Affleck, if I'm remembering that movie correctly, Mm -hmm. The Italian Job remake, uh, and 
Ah, yes. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Seriously? Yeah, the Fast and Furious spin-off movie. <laughs> well, I suppose it's better than being unemployed and homeless. That is also true. So, I mean, it this Some was so well known this was films, yeah, but this sure. is still as far as film editing goes, this could have been a lot worse. Like they could have with just, all that shaky with cam? all the shaky cam, they could have just slapped it together. And this this guy doing the editing is. I mean, not particularly prolific. I mean, no, no, but he's a working he's just, guy. Yeah, just pretty good at his job. He's just good at his job. Well, there they won for this. Yep. So that means he's really good at his job. Stuff yeah. like that. Or he was the so. best one in his role yeah. this year. This yeah. is this is his one Academy Award. Mm-hmm. So you know, we'll give him props there. Our next bonus category, our first bonus category is original score. So what did we think of the music here? That wasn't original. What music? There was music. It wasn't, it was, you know, it wasn't super amazing. It wasn't original. I just couldn't yeah. resist it. Uh, the music for this movie was uh, written by John Powell. But was it written for this film? There was this, there was plenty of music written for this film, actually. Oh, I'm just, I guess I'm just thinking of the credit song. The credit song was not, no. and we, I can talk about that. Uh, it's where, very well known. Where did, where did best script, where did best music go? Original score. I don't know. It was not nominated. I uh, right. it was I mean if Ratatouille didn't win then it probably wasn't going to win but I can note some other movies that Mr. Powell has worked on he uh, has composed over 70 films and is best known for composing animated films huh yeah, such lot. as <clears throat> Ants the Road to El Dorado Chicken Run Shrek Robots Ice Age 2 3 and 4 all of the Happy Feet movies <laughs> Horton Hears a Who, the first two Kung Fu Pandas, Bolt, How to Train Your Dragon 1, 2, and 3, Rio 1 and 2, The Lorax, and Ferdinand. That's only some of them. (laughs) And perhaps the Chicken Ranch. Yeah. He has three Grammys for Happy Feet, Ferdinand, and Solo, A Star Wars Story. Oh my god. And he was nominated for one Academy Award for How to Train Your Dragon. And has worked with Hans Zimmer and Harry Gregson-Williams. I did not know Hans Zimmer did The Road to El Dorado. Okay, I wouldn't have guessed that. figure. All right. And Harry Gregson Williams did Shrek. Yes. <laughs> this is a pile of good people working on stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the credit song that Mom is alluding to is written by a guy by the name of Moby. And Moby is, I looked it up, influential in the dance music scene of the early 90s. He was the guy writing the cool club hits. His breakthrough was a single by the name of Go, which I don't necessarily know. But between 92 and 97, he had eight top ten hits on the dance club list, wow. including a song by the name of Move. I don't Move. know. I don't necessarily know that one. Feeling So Real and one that I probably actually could recognize and might have had on my iPod for a while. James Bond theme, Moby Reversion. I'm fairly certain I had that one on my iPod for a while. What what is that? What? Oh, it's the James the the classic James Bond. It's theme. the classic James Bond theme, and I believe it's uh, translated to uh, dance music. It's translated to dance music. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of the Mission Impossible one than the James Bond one, but I'm pretty sure I knew about that. It I mean he he's done dance music stuff. It's nothing that people in this house necessarily would know too well, but. It because, was slightly yeah, right, like, we're just going clubbing in the yeah. 90s, not... I uh, we would next bonus category be talking about sound recording, and in the discussion between 
Does that mean sound recording or sound editing? Don't worry, this movie won for both. What? It did. Which means we get to talk about a couple of guys who really should be talked about. Okay. So, we're going to start with a man by the name of Scott Millen. M-I-L-L-A-N. So maybe Milan, Mm -hmm. either way. He is a member of the Board of Governors of the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences. Okay. And a sound director for Technicolor. Okay. So, okay. He has four Academy Awards. Okay, he's got major street cred. He he was nominated but did not win for the following movies. Schindler's List, Braveheart, Road to Perdition, Salt, and Skyfall. Those are the movies he didn't win for. The ones he did win for was Apollo 13, Gladiator, Ray, and The Porn Ultimatum. He did good. He does good sound. We like so him. So this is sound... This is a sound mixer. Sound mixer. Re- sound re-recording mixer. So he's the guy who takes the sounds as recorded and makes them sound good. Or better. Yes. Or enhances them. Okay. Uh, then there is David Parker, who is listed as a sound engineer... He has two Academy Awards and seven other nominations. His wins are for this movie and The English Patient, and also has Never Cry Wolf, Pirates of the Caribbean, Benjamin Button, Social Network, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Rogue One, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. Those mm. the Rogue One is also a Star Wars movie. But that's kind of a variety of types of film. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not all action films, they're not yeah. all... Fantasy films. Yep. That's interesting. And our third uh, sound person is a Swedish sound editor named Per Hallberg. Probably Per. Per. Often works with Karen Landers, who also worked on this film, mm-hmm. and for which they won, of course, and also won together for Skyfall. Huh. But he, not working with her, also got sound editing for Braveheart. So... A lot of these same names are coming up together. Mm-hmm. These must be the good people you call when must you want good people. sound. He was also nominated for Face Off, a movie which I kind of want to watch again. But, oh yeah, no, our our last bonus category is Best Actor, and we can just... No. I mean, the acting was fine. The acting was fine, but this was there not... There was not some strong emoting going on. No, no, no. And also, this was a year that Daniel Day-Lewis was in a movie. Everyone should just... Turn in a routine performance, let him have his win, mm-hmm. and then we can all do good movies next year. Also, this was a pretty good year, pretty good list of actors. George Clooney for Michael Clayton, Johnny Depp for Sweeney Todd, Tommy Lee Jones got one. I don't know what In the Valley of Ella is, but he did a good job in it. And Viggo Mortensen, who we've hmm. seen as Aragorn. Hmm. Like, Mad Damon was not going to crack that for no, an I mean, August fu- schlock explosion movie it was a fine performance but it wasn't oscar definitely so that's our list that was a pretty quick rundown of of all of the things that happened Mm -hmm. in this movie Mm -hmm. we talked about all of the things that it did good which was editing and sound that was it and there's only two more more movies oh yeah they did the stunts were good yeah no it'd be fun to have nathan comment on the stunts yeah there is no academy award for stunts which i think is a crime but Maybe that's in the works. We don't know. know. Any other fun facts? Any other stories? Well, I can say that I was, I'm working on a craft project while I do this. And so I wasn't really watching the film. I was listening to it. And I'm, I'm a story and dialogue person. So for me, I would probably wouldn't watch this film again. But if you like, you know, intrigue and if you like crash scenes, you'd probably really like it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think I don't have anything particularly insightful, except I thought it was interesting, the couple of films um, that Sondheim was part of, and we just saw the end of his passing mm -hmm. this morning on the news. So just happens that yeah. you mentioned a couple of his films. All right. Well, for those who like this sort of a film, the sort of a film they will like. It's yeah. well done. It's for that is purpose. made yeah. for the people that want to... Ooh. It's I, sorry, I, sorry, the ooh is just for... I was scrolling down. There's not an Academy Award for stunt. Okay. There is a SAG for stunt. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, yeah, that would make and sense. And unsurprisingly, they won for that. Okay, that okay. makes perfect but, sense. Oh! A Screen Actors Guild oh, Award. Oh, this was the inaugural stunt award. This oh, is the inaugural this... SAG stunt award. Oh. So we may have another uh, idea for a fun thing to do for a podcast because this would be some good explosion movies. I... Uh, can you repeat the kind of an award this was? What's the name of it? It's the Screen Actors Guild, which I was abbreviating to SAG. You abbreviated it. I did. Okay. They also abbreviated, which is why I was doing it. Okay. But the other films nominated in this year was 300. Yeah. I Am Legend, which is Will mm -hmm. Smith and Zombies. Mm -hmm. The Kingdom, which I'm not... No, oh, that's got Jamie Foxx on the cover, and he's holding a gun. So, yeah, makes sense. And Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Okay. So, yeah, good explosion punchy-punchy movies. It's not for mom. Not for mom. We'll call that movie, we'll call that podcast, This One Is Not For Mom. And make her watch all of the punchy-punchy movies. <laughs> no. All right. No. no. We'll find something that she enjoys more. Well, or else yeah. you'll just have to do without me. That's all there's to it. Oh. Make right. your own dinner. All right. Damn. Okay. <laughs> oh, now wait, wait, wait. That's, uh, that's going to be a deal breaker. Hold on. Start over. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we want to thank the Academy for doing its job and thereby pointing us in the direction of quality filmmaking. Bye. Bye. Night.